welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Kate, the podcast where we get rid of stress and overwhelm and reclaim your life. Come on, let me show you how. This week, we are talking about how to make your brain work for you. Okay, so we've talked a lot about how to manage your mind, and it can feel like our brain is not working for us, right? It's offering us things that don't serve us, um, thoughts that aren't helpful, aren't productive. And uh, this week, I wanted to talk about how we can actually use our brain for us uh, and to work for us. So I'm going to go over three ways that our brain works and then talk about how we can use that understanding and knowledge of our brain to work for us and get us the results that we want uh, in our life. Okay, so the first one I want to talk about, and I have probably mentioned this in all 63 videos that I've ever done, but it's so important and it's uh, really showing you all about your brain so that you can then turn it around and use it for your benefit, right? Use it for you. So it's understanding this idea that the majority of our behavior and thoughts uh, is automatic. We're completely on autopilot. It's kind of our default setting, right? We have engaged in certain behaviors and certain thoughts so many times that they just completely become automatic. We do them without even thinking of it, okay? And this is where I've talked to you. I've taught about the sledding hill in the brain, okay? So there are these pathways that develop in our brain when we do a behavior or have a thought repeatedly, and it's kind of like a sledding hill, And so bear with me if you've heard me explain this before, but sometimes it takes several times to hear this for it to really click and see how it all goes together. But so if you are uh, going sled riding and it's a fresh blanket of snow and you go to start your sled riding, the first time you go down, it's going to be pretty choppy. It's not going to go straight. Uh, It's going to be pretty slow, right? And then once you go on that path again and again and again, that path, that sledding hill becomes really efficient and quick and straight and just goes, right? It is the same with the pathways in our brain. They become super efficient so that then they become automatic, okay? And they're on autopilot. So think about brushing your teeth. This is completely automatic behavior now, okay? Because you've been practicing it since you were what, two? (laughs) And you would probably have to really bring brushing your teeth into conscious conscious mind to think about the steps that you do, right? Do you put the uh, what, do you wet the toothbrush first before you put uh, toothpaste on it? Do you start with the top of your mouth? Do you start with the bottom? Like, right? What you probably have to really really think about all of those steps because it is so automatic for you now. And I have to laugh, my uh, youngest gets so mad when people put soap on their hands before they wet them. Because in his mind, the way that his brain does it is that you have to wet your hands first and then you get the soap (laughs) to wash your hands. This really irritates him. But it's that's another example of something that has become completely automatic. Um, Driving, right? So driving to work, driving to the store, driving to somewhere that you go frequently uh, becomes automatic, right? And you, that's why you can drive somewhere and get there and think, oh, I don't remember really getting here. Like, oh, wow, we're here already. And 
it's ha also how sometimes when you are going, say, the direction of your office, uh, but you're, you're, you have to take that way to get somewhere, you're actually going somewhere different, but you turn to go to your office because you're just so used to um, taking that path. That is the automaticity, the word, right? Yeah. Um, the automaticness <laughs> of your behavior. And it's the same with our thoughts. If we have the same thought over and over and over again, it becomes automatic. It becomes a sledding hill. And that eventually becomes the lens through which we see the world. Okay, so if you have the same thought over and over and over again, uh, it actually becomes a belief. You believe that. Uh, and it becomes your lens through which you see the world. Okay, so this is the first part of our brain that is key to understanding what it's doing so that we can use it for us, right? We can make it work for us. So remember the autopilot uh, sledding hill. The other thing that the brain does that will help us use it for us is it looks for evidence. Okay, so there is something called the reticular activating system or RAS, and it is the brain's filtering system for what to process. Okay, because if you think about it, our brains are loaded, uh, especially today, with so much information that it couldn't possibly process all of that and consider all of those pieces of information as the utmost importance. So it has to filter. It has to filter out what it doesn't need to pay attention to, and it has to keep in the forefront what is something that we need We need to know, we need to be aware of. But your, that your RAS, your brain, it doesn't know what to pay attention to until you tell it to, okay? So in the first part, we talked about being on auto autopilot, in that process, when you're thinking the same thoughts over and over again, what you're also doing is telling your brain what to pay attention to, okay? You're actually giving it the blueprint for what to focus on and what to filter out, okay? So if you have a thought all the time, I don't have enough time, right? How, how many times we all think this, that we don't have enough time to get it all done? And if we have that thought over and over and over again, it not only becomes a sledding hill, that's gonna, it's gonna be our automatic thought, but our brain then also looks for all of the evidence to prove that we don't have enough time, okay? So if we're asked to do something outside of our typical schedule, right, or something goes wrong and it's gonna take longer than we think it's going to, that's proof, that's evidence of our thought that we don't have enough time, okay? If you have a thought that you're fat, your brain is going to look for all of the evidence to show that you are and to prove that. It doesn't know, it doesn't know why you decided to think that you're fat and that's important to pay attention to. It trusts you to tell it what to pay attention to and then it will, so much so that it becomes automatic, okay? Uh, let's say that you say to yourself all the time, my husband doesn't show affection, okay? Your brain is going to look for evidence to prove that thought, to prove that belief, that lens through which you see the world. And it's going to filter out all of the times that he is affectionate. It's going to filter out all the times where um, it shows that you're not fat or that you're healthy or you're not as heavy as you think you are. Or what, you know, It's going to filter out anything that would prove that you do have plenty of time right? Because the other thing that is important to know about your brain is that it hates to be wrong. 
It does not want to be wrong. Wrong means unsafe. Wrong means we could die. We could not survive. So your brain hates to be wrong. So it is going to prove like 1000%. It is going to prove and you can find evidence to make sure that those thoughts that you're having are true. Okay, so that's the second way that your brain, uh, I want you to know, understand how it works so that you can use it for you. And then the last way is to understand that your brain thinks that anything that is familiar is safe. Okay, notice I didn't say good for you, healthy for you, or serves you. It just thinks that anything that is familiar is safe and it doesn't want you to go out of that comfort zone, okay? It will do anything to go out of that comfort zone. It will do anything to convince you to stay where it's familiar. So now we've thought a thought over and over again, so it becomes automatic. It's our sledding hill. Our brain continues to look for evidence to prove it because it hates to be wrong. And our brain also hates to go out of the comfort zone because in its thinking, that means that you're unsafe. Okay, so all of those beliefs and lenses that we just talked about become your comfort zone, right? So the thought, I don't have enough time, is now your comfort zone. And anything that would get you out of that comfort zone feels unsafe to the brain. And it is going to give you all these reasons why you shouldn't, right? So if it's something that you want to open a business or you want to uh, volunteer or you want to start um, working out, you want to add something to your schedule. Your brain's like, oh, nope, we don't have enough time. We've proved it. We've thought it over and over again. And look at all this evidence as to why we don't have time to do this. And it's not, it's not important and you don't need to add it, right? So it's going to really try to convince you that you don't need to do this thing because it's going to take you out of your comfort zone, right? It's also why um, the thought I'm fat becomes a comfort zone, it really becomes a comfort zone. So if you are presented with, you know, an opportunity to um, eat healthier, let's say that your partner wants to start eating healthier and your brain's like, nope, you're fat. You're not going to eat healthy. We don't know. We don't know what to do with that. We know what to do with thinking I'm fat and just continuing with what we're doing. We're going to stay here. It's familiar. It's safe. Even though it's not healthy for you, right? It doesn't serve you to maybe stay in that pattern. Uh, my husband doesn't show affection. That's going to become your comfort zone, right? And so your guard's going to go up and just keep thinking that thought over and over again, and you won't even notice when he actually may be showing you affection, okay? Because you're not primed to look for it, and it's not safe to leave the comfort zone of thinking that that's the case, right? Because if you go out of your comfort zone to maybe where you start showing affection more, that it would be reciprocated, your brain's like, mm that's not safe. We could be rejected. And it could prove that he does show affection and we can't prove that he does show affection because that's our thought. Our belief is that he doesn't. We have to stay here where it's safe. Okay. So you see how your brain works, right? All of those pieces work together and the way that we can use it for us, right? We can make it work for us is like this. So we know that our brain goes to autopilot, but what we also know is that our brain's are plastic, right? That's just an easy way to think of it, but it's called neuroplasticity, meaning that we can create a new sledding hill. Now the old sledding hill will not go away, but it will become much less efficient. It will become covered again with snow. 
that it would take a, a lot of effort to make it efficient again, okay? But this takes time, and this is what trips a lot of us up. We think that we can do this overnight, or we think that we can try something new for a couple of days, and then when it still feels like, our, when our brain is still saying, nope, 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 don't do this, it's out of our comfort zone, we believe it. When the old thought comes back up, we believe it, right? Because we haven't given it enough time to create that new sledding hill, that new pathway, right? And you can, you know, there's all kinds of research out there. Um, the most uh, that I've read is 63 days. Um, this is Dr. Caroline Leaf's research. Uh, if you want to follow her on Instagram, uh, but she wrote a book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. It's a great book if you wanted to uh, check it out. But what her research found is that uh, she calls it a neurocycle, which is creating a new neural pathway, that it takes up to 63 days of practicing that thought every day. So truly making an effort each day to practice that new thought and create that new sledding hill. It could take up to, you know, around 63 days. So I think that's helpful to understand because after you've done it for a week, even two weeks, even a month, and you're still having the old thoughts come up for you or it still just doesn't feel automatic to you, that's why. It's your brain taking that time to create that pathway. So giving yourself grace and compassion when you're doing that. Okay, then when you find your brain searching for uh, or offering you evidence of old thoughts that you don't want to have anymore, uh, do the turnaround. Okay, and so this is from Byron Katie, and it's just a way to turn around um, a thought that you're having that you want to change because you know that your brain's going to look for evidence for any thought that you offer it, right? So if you offer it a productive thought, then it's gonna look for evidence to prove that, okay? So what would a turnaround be of, I don't have enough time? A turnaround would be, I have all the time I need, right? So go show up the next day thinking, I have, I have all the time that I need, and just see what you notice because your brain will look for evidence to prove that new thought. It will find pockets of time. It will recognize uh, a cancellation of something like soccer practice was canceled. Oh, I have an hour and a half. Of time. I have plenty of time, right? It'll prove, it'll show, it'll find evidence for it. A turnaround of I'm fat could be what? I'm healthy, right? Because your brain's not going to believe I'm skinny if your brain has thought I'm fat for that, that many years, right? But maybe the turnaround is I'm not fat. I'm healthy. I'm learning to be healthy. And then your brain will look for all the evidence of that, Okay. Um, my husband doesn't show affection. The turnaround with that would be my husband does show me affection all the time. All the time. He shows affection. And then your brain will look for it. So now your brain will see where he caressed your shoulder as he walked past you in the hallway. Or he made your coffee in the morning for you. Or he picked up the groceries. Right? Um, it will look for those ways that evidence to prove that new thought. So do the turnaround. And then the comfort zone, how do we use that for us? We just understand it. We just recognize that that's what our brain does. That's what brains do. Expect your brain to fight the new thoughts, the new behavior you're trying, the new habit you're trying to put in place, right? And that it's going to offer you thoughts. It's gonna offer you thoughts against that and why you shouldn't do that thing because it wants you to stay in that comfort zone. But comfort zone does not necessarily equal healthy 
or that it's serving you. And it may be a comfort zone that served you in the past, but no longer does, right? And that's what you have to ask yourself. What is that for you? But the way the turnaround, you know, the, the way to make this work for us here is that we just recognize that that comfort zone is there and why it is there. It's biologically there, right? It's not because we're weak and we don't have willpower and we're just destined to continue having these thoughts that don't serve us, right? No, it's just biological. It's how brains work. So understanding it, recognizing that your brain's going to offer you reasons why you should stay in that comfort zone and then you have to challenge them. Oh, I know what you're doing, brain. You're trying to keep me in my comfort zone, but I want to be out of, I want to get out of this zone. I want to be in a new comfort zone. So we're going to go and create that now and challenge it. Hey, it's Kate again. If what we talk about here on the podcast resonates with you, you will love my three ways to get rid of overwhelm guide. I've put together my top three favorite tools to get rid of stress and overwhelm today. You can start doing them as soon as you download it. It's super easy. Just go to reclaimwithkate.com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. No spaces. Again, that's reclaimwithkate.com dot com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how this helps you. Talk soon.